is it a different dynamic because the roster size is reduced to 80 and you're allowed to carry 16 on the practice squad? You're only cutting really after signing your practice squad is about 11 players. Does that help you because of most of the guys who are here, you're building something with all of them and a lot of them are staying in the building? Or is it tougher because not as many guys have the, the specter of being cut hanging over their heads? You know, I think, I think what you're asking is true. I think there is a slightly different dynamic with that, Pat, because you have the expanded practice squad roster as well as the ability to keep veterans who previously wouldn't have been eligible for the practice squad, keeping them alive this year. That, that's a whole different dynamic that I'm sure everyone in the league's discussing in their own buildings. I know we are ourselves. So, listen, this time of year, is, it's tough for the players. It's tough on the coaches as well. You know, it's, this is a time of year that, look, you got a lot of players right now wondering where they're at. Um, as coaches, we try to assure them, worry about what they can control, and that's coming out every day, doing a good job of meetings, absorbing information, practice well, compete. You know, we're in the business of trying to keep as many good football players as we can. You know, as coaches right now, it's, it's a tough transitional phase for us in terms of we're going through our own roster. You know, we're working through training camp. We're making sure that we do the best job evaluating our own roster. And at the same time, we've got to start our own preparations for, you know, the first games of the year. Obviously, we start on Monday night, so it's a shorter week getting ready for Chicago in week two. So this is a time of year that we're preparing for a lot of different scenarios, game-wise, roster-wise, you know. And the one thing I'd say is the unfortunate thing is you don't have control over a lot of your players once, you know, you have to cut to 53 by a rule. They're exposed to waivers. There's a lot of movement throughout the NFL. Obviously, people are looking at our roster, you know, and they're evaluating our players based on what they had on college tape or previous NFL tape. So we don't have complete control over that. Uh, Look, in a perfect world, you keep as many as your players as you can every year. That's just not the reality of it. But I do agree with the first part you asked. I do think there's a slightly different dynamic this year based on the size of the practice squad. Thanks. Tom Rock. Joe, you never had to cut anybody before this year. Um, you know, coaches often call that the, you know, the, the toughest part of the job. What's, uh, what's that been like for you? You've had, to do, you've had to do it a couple of times so far this, this summer. That's the unfortunate part of the business. And that's a reality for, you know, every coach and player in the NFL. And uh, it's, it's not an easy thing to do. No one likes to sit there and have to tell a player that they're going to have to move on from them at the roster at that point in time. It's not a fun part of the job. It's not something you enjoy. You know, you try to just give the player as much information that they can use going forward, something they can prove on in their own game, something that you thought was a strength of theirs that they can really make sure that they keep strong and highlight going forward. Um, and then as well, you, you remind the player it's important to stay in shape. They've been in our system. You know, we have familiarity with them. There's going to be a lot of movement in the early part of the year as well as throughout the year with both the 53 roster and the practice squad itself. So you try to encourage the player on what they can do to improve themselves professionally as well as stay in shape and stay ready because when those phone calls happen, they happen fast. How do you feel about your secondary depth? Obviously, you lost Xavier, and it was a position where you've had guys opt out. You've had the DeAndre situation. So you, you've lost a bunch of guys there. How do you feel about that with where you stand right now? Well, I think those guys as a whole, Jordan, have done a really good job improving on a day-by-day -day basis. Jerome and Bled and Mike Tribe have done a phenomenal job getting those guys ready with our system. Uh, you know, we've got one more week right now to really look at these guys and evaluate them and see what kind of progress they can make. I think when you put it all in the scope, we have to make some fast gains and fast evaluations in terms of, you know, we're two weeks into practice. This is really the start of the third week. This is typically when we'd be getting ready to play our first preseason game. So the evaluations we would make on these guys at all positions starting in the first preseason game this week 
we're really tying up and ending training camp in that time period. You know, it's, it's something that we're being very critical of our own methods as coaches to make sure that we're giving them the best opportunity to demonstrate what they can do and not make any mistakes. You know, we develop our final 53 and our practice squad. But I'd say referring specifically to the defensive backs, Jordan, we've got a number of guys out there working, working hard. They've shown improvement. And, you know, talking about the rate of that training camp as it relates to where they would normally be, I think we have to just go ahead with these young guys and look at the progress they're making relative to previous years because it's not really about where anyone is right now. It's about where they're going to be long-term. And that's what we have to look through. Speaking of how everything is so tightly crunched together, and this will be the first preseason, but the reality is the regular season is right around the corner, right? So when do you start actually preparing for that and trying to balance that? As far as the opponents? Well, yeah, you know, like actually like, preparing for the Steelers. In time. I mean, look, obviously – this time of year, you start mixing in different schemes that maybe you don't see from your own team that you're going to see in your early opponents. You know, not every defense we play is going to be like our defense. So Jason needs to go ahead and have certain things he asks our defense to show or maybe card up in a certain period. And it's the same for our offense. They don't run everything our other opponents are going to run. So we have to work together cooperatively. You know, and this week we'll do a good bit of that, you know, not just on the opponents we're going to see, but just basic schemes that maybe we don't run on offense or defense or haven't shown yet. We have to make sure we get exposure to that. You know, what we started this week as an organization is we put the players more in a regular season weekly schedule, you know, so they can start getting ready to the flow of the day, coming in, morning meetings, building up the practice around lunchtime, when practice is over, coming in, watching the tape, letting them get a feel for when they're going to lift weights throughout the day, when they're going to build in their meals, how they handle their treatment, how they handle massages and extra therapy that they're going to have to get to get their bodies ready. This for us is an important week for our players to really go ahead and get that experience of the flow of the week. Typically, we would do this in that preseason game three week, Jordan, to handle it as much as we can as a regular season week. Not having that opportunity this year, this is when we decide to build it in. So it flows nicely in the next week when we have to get into regular season. Just curious in terms of you, you mentioned the projection and you're trying to think of these things as long term. But what kind of challenge is, is that when you're now trying to, you know, you're trying to put these guys out there to be successful and compete, but also you now have to make decisions based on maybe where a guy will be in a week, in a month, in three months. I mean, is that just the product of having a young team or is that, do you think, how you would build the roster regardless? Well, I think it's both, Art. I think it's a combination of both right there. And, you know, I've learned from several guys I've worked for you know, you, you can't survive with pacifiers. You know, you can't have a guy out there just because he knows what to do right now and may have a general edge on somebody just based on some experience. Ultimately, you have to see the upside of somebody and what you can develop them into. So it's important not to go ahead and build your entire roster based on where it is right now. It's important to look long-term. Where are they going to be week six, week eight, week 10? How, how's each individual going to progress? And what do we think our units can look like by the end of the year? So, Dealing with young players is something you always have to take into consideration. Um, but really, I think it's a combination, a little bit of both what you're saying because of the time crunch. But just kind of piggybacking off that a little bit and kind of off Jordan's question too, you guys are pretty young in the secondary, you know, especially at cornerback. And there's some veteran cornerbacks that have, you know, shaken loose in the last couple of days or, or in the case of Logan Ryan for a while. Um, how do you balance wanting to get those young guys reps and develop them versus maybe bring somebody in from the outside this close to the regular season? Well, our focus is on developing guys on our roster. And it's just a natural part of the National Football League that you have to be aware of, you know, the waiver wire and who's available on the street. That's just our jobs to know who's available. 
So when by need, we can fill those spots. But our priority right now is, is the guys that we're working with on a daily basis, making sure we put them in the right positions, make plays, and that we can evaluate them properly. I'm curious, when, when you look at the scrimmage, and I, I apologize, I'm not on here every day, so you might have been asked, <laughs> so I apologize. Um, Dexter had the early tip pass. Lorenzo obviously had a great day. How confident are you that players who predated you and your staff here can be better players under you and your staff than we've seen in p previous seasons? I think all of our players have an opportunity to make improvements, whether they're here before or they're new to the organization. It's our job as coaches to keep working on a daily basis, Kim, and improvement in their techniques and understanding of our schemes. Just in terms of your personal preparation, how challenging is it for you, not even having the benefit of a preseason game? We talk about players, you know, young players not having a preseason game, but you as a head coach, you're going to go in cold. So how do you replicate things to get yourself personally ready to be the head coach of the Giants in your first year? Well, you know what, just like the players, practice is practice for the coaches as well. I don't care how many years you have experience in any position, coordinator, assistant, head coach, doesn't matter. You know, look, there hasn't been football played since uh, February. So no one in the league has called a game. No one in the league has, you know, had to execute a game plan since February. So for all of us, it's getting our own minds ready all right, for the situation that are going to come up. Now, we build in scenarios in practice for the coordinators to call plays without having being scripted so they can get used to thinking on the fly. I build in situations for myself that, you know, I tell certain guys on our staff who are responsible for setting up the situations, I don't want to know what this two minutes going to be. I don't want to know what this four minutes going to be. You go ahead and create the situation. We just play it out. And, you know, I walk alongside Pat or Jason based on what the situation is. And we call it accordingly. I call it the way I'm going to call it in the game. So the adjustments we build in and simulate the uh, unscripted periods, that's big for coaches. And we have to make sure we give our own selves time to prepare, just like the players have to prepare as well. Just backing up to a more of a big picture question, I'm just kind of wondering, how do you balance – the decision to cut a guy loose versus to continue sticking with him. You know, what do you have to see or what drives that decision when you just say, you know, look, we've got to move on at this point. You know, Patty, everything's very unique based on the current roster situation at that time, the player we're talking about, where he is in his career, where we are maybe health wise, depth wise, or, you know, anything else could come up. So there's no blanket answer for that, but we just try to always make sure we make the best calculated decision to help our team and we have to understand that sometimes on the surface it doesn't look like every decision you know necessarily is the one everyone would expect but we're always looking down the road long term for our team and what helps us best hey joe uh this this is the first time you're going through this as far as uh being in charge of, of the health of your team um you had lost a couple of guys that needed surgery but overall it seems to me like the team has progressed pretty well as far as health getting guys back, things like that. What's your sense of that and, and how you guys are handling all this and with the, the strains and hamstrings and ankles and, you know, getting to the season relatively healthy? Well, communication in the building is huge for that. You know, from the training and, stat and the uh, strength staffs, we talk on a daily basis about where our team is. We get a lot of feedback from the players themselves. We have to make sure that we push the players to build their conditioning and get them game ready. Uh, at the same time, we have to be calculated and careful about how we do things. As you've seen the last couple of weeks, we've had hard scrimmages and we've came back with a day off and then more of a, you know, jog through, walk through type of pace to kind of get their bodies. You know, that's to simulate a little bit in the regular season. You play on Sunday, between Monday and Tuesday, you're having a day off and kind of a lighter day for recovery. And then you got to ramp it back up for Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, which we're trying to simulate right here with our bodies. But we try to do things to make the best decision. 
Um, look, there's a natural part of you have to push them through being comfortable. You can't make gains if it's easy. At the same time as coaches, we have to be smart enough to keep our eyes open and make sure we're not putting our players at unnecessary risk.